Welcome to the Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson podcast, the podcast where we head down the road of the supernatural and beyond. So sit back and hold on as we take a ride together to what lies in the unknown and beyond the veil. Angela offers demonstrations, lectures, workshops, and classes in the areas of mediumship and massage throughout. And now your host, Daniel Jackson with Angela in The Music Move Hello and welcome to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Me, I'm your host, Daniel Jackson. And today we have Angela Alakma on our show. How are you, Angela? How are you doing today? I am well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Oh, I'm glad to have you on here. Like I was, uh, we were just talking earlier. Uh, I I saw your your bio and your bio uh, it, it lists so many things, uh, which is great. Uh, but if I were to go through them, uh, it would take me forever to do that. So, uh, if you would mind, uh, please elaborate on what you do uh, for my audience. Absolutely. Uh, my business is called A Better Place Massage and Mediumship, and I'm really a massage therapist, licensed and certified over 20 years now in Massachusetts. Um, and I have learned and developed a practice of how tissues hold issues. I like to treat the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. And I've found that through my mediumship skills, when I'm working on someone's physical body, I can tune into the uh, emotional aspects that connected to the injury. So for example, I had a woman who had a neck injury. She said 19 years, she couldn't figure out why. I started working on her neck and I could feel how the tissues intuitively were connected to a moment where she felt like she didn't have her voice, wasn't able to be heard, wasn't um, spoken to very well. I said, what happened 19 years ago? And she was going through a divorce and it wasn't pleasant. And I said, okay, now we've connected the dots. We're going to do the physical body work here. I'm going to do some Reiki, which is energy healing, an ancient Japanese modality of energy healing. And with the combination of those things, her neck healed. And she said, do I need to do anything further? And I said, no, you did just by acknowledging it, just by willing to let it go, connecting the dots to it. So I do Reiki energy healing. Um, I'm also a teacher of that. I do psychic and mediumship uh, modality, and I teach that as well. Um, and I also, um, so on the mind level, I've studied with Matt Moss, who is, um, he, he talks about how emotionally we store things. And so the, the mind level of emotional connection to the body is where I have a, a different level of skill sets. I'm not a psychologist. Um, using my intuitive skills, I can tune into the physical modality of the body and, and again, feel where everything is stored. So here's the emotional, the spiritual is the mediumship psychic level, and then the physical is doing the modality of massage and 
Reiki as well. But on the massage end, I do specialize in deep tissue injury prevention and recovery. So people who have really messed up things in their body, like they literally had a knee replacement or they've had spinal surgeries or they have a frozen shoulder. I had a woman come to me with a frozen shoulder and was told that it could not, there was nothing anybody could do for it. I worked on her for a few sessions and we were able to free up her shoulder, um, things like that. So I really specialize in those jammed up places in the body, whether it's just physical or there is an emotional tissues hold issues connection. Um, and then if they want and they give me permission because I would never do it otherwise, they want me to connect them to their loved ones while I'm massaging them. I can do that as well with me. I certainly do private separate readings off the massage table and in another room where I can do one-on-one psychic or mediumship sessions as well. Yeah, because I, I also in our I'm also in that same line of thinking that if you feel that you're not going to be able to be helped, or if you feel by using your emotions that uh, I can never get through this then you're never going to get through it. You have to heal the emotional part of it as well as just the, the traumatic part that's, that's happened to your body. And if you're if you're not going to be in, in the same playing field as, as wanting to get uh, uh, healed from this with, along with your emotional state at that time, yeah, then after, you're absolutely not going to get healed as much as you want to, or it's just going to take a lot longer because... Uh, because you have to get in that, well, I, I do need this help uh, uh, type of uh, feeling. Because Absolutely. a lot of people who say they want your help, but they come to you for help, but they don't, they can't get past the emotional part of it. And then they fight you against that, you trying to help them because they think this is never going to work. Well, well I like to say the analogy to that is a court could order uh, an alcoholic to go to AA and do that program, but they're never going to do the steps and they're never going to get sober until they choose to get sober. One who wants to heal and is ready for that healing will heal. The mind is a powerful tool. And uh, if you can tap into it, 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 it we co-create. I literally said someone's name and they called me right away today, twice. You know, I just said their name. Conversation on phone, they were calling me. That's what I, I say when I'm doing one-on-one readings with somebody, pay attention to who calls you during the session because they need the healing too. Sure. We can pick up on a lot, um, whether we're conscious of that or not too, in the receiving of healing. Yeah, I. Uh, so this is going to sound... Uh oddly strange to you but uh, probably not well whenever i'm doing readings with with people i always give them this analogy and i tell them i'm giving you the information it's up to you to choose if you're going to use this information and the analogy i always give them is this is going to sound strange to you but i always tell them if you were an alcoholic and i was your friend i would tell you I will help you stay away from drugs and alcohol. I will take you to all the meetings. I will keep you away from all the bars and, and crazies. But even though, you know, once in a while, a good strip club's okay to go to. But I will help you stay away from all that stuff. But as an alcoholic, 
until you choose to stop drinking, no matter what I say and do, will not work. So you have to make a choice for that. Now I use that analogy. I just used that yesterday that's on so another. Uh, I, I say it all the time because that's, that's what works. You know, they have. It is a choice. It's if you want to stop smoking, you'll choose to stop smoking. If you want to stop drinking, you'll choose to stop drinking. It's a, I know they want to call that a disease or anything, but it's not. It's it's a choice, you know. I mean, you have to make these choices because everything you do in your life is a choice. Does this work for me or does this not work for me? And well, that's I will choice. add to that. I will hold sacred space for people. So I had helped a woman whose husband was dying of lung cancer and he was terrified of death and he was really resisting. So she had me come into the home, give him a reading, brought there his brother who had a boat and his brother had talked about crossing him over on the boat. It was a lovely image that the brother was giving him. He gave the details of the name of the boat, that kind of stuff. And he was really convinced. Now, oddly enough, this man was a lawyer that represented, as he called them, gypsies, um, which is another term apparently for a type of mediumship. And, um, yeah, or, so, or, or we are uh, uh, we are glorified uh, fortune tellers or something like yes, that. Yes, right, right. And uh, so he actually oh. represented them pro bono. And um, here he is on his deathbed. And I'm, I came in and was giving him a reading to help him put him at ease. And two weeks later, he did cross over. Now, about at peace, truly at peace, which was so such a gift in itself. But about a year later, the wife said, I want to come in and get a combo of massage and mediumship. I want to talk to my husband. I said, okay. She's on the table And we started to really connect to him and it got a little too real. She thought she was ready, but she wasn't. And she started to have like an anxiety attack and she could feel it in her heart center. And so I had to make a decision, but I said, we can stop the mediumship if you would like. And I had to really check in with her physically. I almost thought I was going to have to take her to the emergency room, but um, she goes, okay. And I said, just breathe and we'll just do the massage. And if you feel ready to really connect further, it was too real to her. She wasn't ready. She panicked. And um, and we just did the physical body work. She calmed down and she apologized. But I said, you don't need to apologize. This is what oh. I do. I hold space for you. When you're ready, I'll be here. Yeah, I, I, I say the same thing to people because when I um, when I do a reading for someone, I always tell them, hey, you know, look, I can only tell the truth one way. I can't tell it 50 ways until one way suits you. But also don't ask questions that you don't want answers to because <laughs> because you may ask for something because I always tell them you may not get the reading that you want but you will get the reading that you need and if you yes, ask a bunch of questions you don't realize what you're really delving into with that question and if I give you the answer a lot of people don't like that answer or they don't like the truth is what the what the issue is. And they get the truth and they go, oh, well, I wasn't ready for that. Well, then, uh, like I said, don't ask questions. You don't want answers to. Them. So because they're not always ready for it. You're, you're absolutely right. Yep. And I've had um, I had a woman who wanted mediumship and. I kept bringing through her, like her parents one at a time. And she's like, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to talk to them. They were this, that, and the other thing. And I said, okay. And it was, they were. that energy was so negative. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. I said, you know what? What is it you're really looking for? She goes, I just want to know if I'm going to get the house in the, in the, law, in the law case with her siblings. I said, okay, that's psychic. 
let's let's tune in there. And so we did the psychic reading. I said, you're going to get this house, not that one. And she's like, okay, that's what I want. Great. I said, let's not ever do mediumship for you. If you want to do psychic readings, that's fine. But there has to be a respect and a loving vibration. There was a lot of anger, a lot of wounds there. And I said, if you want to work through that and heal with that, you know, with a, with some kind of counseling on her end and I could help on the other end. I said, I'd be more than happy to do that. She goes, no, I'm fine. I said, okay. So I met her where she was and gave her the the reading that she needed. Um, and she's happy. I can respect that. It's her journey. It's her yeah, journey. Yeah, that's her um, path. That's her choosing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I always tell them when you, uh, you know, all these things that you hold on to here, all these egotistical things and all this anger and stuff like that. And, Oh, well, because I always ask, you know, is my mom and dad, when they're, they're crossed over, are they mad at me or anything? No, they don't hold on to that stuff like yeah, we hold on they to They let it. that go. Yeah, and if you want to cross, if you do want to cross over in order for you to cross over, you got to let go of all your pain, anger, sorrow, grief, and guilt, and anguish, and all that stuff. Because Absolutely. you can go back to being a beautiful, white, light, loving soul, as opposed to the ones who don't cross over, who remain here as earthbound spirits. Not that they're all horrible people. They just made a choice for themselves, but they still hold on to their pain, anger, sorrow, grief, and guilt. They just they just do. Uh, so. I want to give you an example of um, of something that, like that. I had um, had multiple people coming to me over a variable time, like a couple of weeks. They were all family members, but I only get first names. People don't give me last names, and that's intentional because I want them to mm-hmm. know me too. I don't have time to Google that shit. And I want to keep in my authenticity. I don't want to know anything. So, so all these family members were coming to me. They wanted to hear from one person, but they were hearing from a grandmother who was saying, you need to pray for him. He's in what I call totally his child, the flux capacitor. He wasn't in heaven. He wasn't in hell. He was like sort of in his own little flux capacitor in between the, you know, and, um, and as it turns out, The grandmother was saying, you need to pray for him. Now, I call that a call to action. Pray for him. Tell him he's worthy. Tell him he's loved. He needs to go into the light. Let that shit go. Right. So finally, this young man, and he was in his 40s, came to me. I call them the sitter. So my sitter, the person I was reading with, um, came and sat. And in came his loved one in the spirit world. And he was also a man in his 40s. Um, And as it turns out, the evidence he gave me, just to give an example, he said he was a brother, but he wasn't a brother. Now you had mentioned earlier, you just give what you get. You you don't sugarcoat it. It's got to be the truth. That's it. You don't change it. It's what they're telling you. So he says he's a brother, but he's not a brother. The hell does that mean? And and I go, what does that mean? He goes, just tell him. I said, okay, he's a brother, but not a brother. You understand that? He said, yeah. I go, how many kids are in your family? And he goes, six, and nine. I said, well, God bless your mother. You clearly didn't have 69 children. So which is it? And he said, just tell him. I said, all right. He says he's of six and of nine children. So I said, do you understand? He said, yes. Now the, the whole thing about this man, he was now in the light. He could communicate with me directly. It wasn't the grandmother. He had accidentally overdosed. And that's what all of them wanted to know. They wanted to know that this man didn't intentionally die that day. That is what everybody wanted to know. Right. So he had heard the call to action. He said, this man in sitting in front of me had heard the call to action. He, in my mind's eye, showed me a cell phone 
I'll just go like this, showed me a cell phone and in it was a Catholic prayer. And I said, so you said this prayer every minute of every day to help this man cross over and know that he's loved. And I want you to know you were the catalyst to that. This man was now sobbing and good sobbing though. And he whips on his cell phone and he shows the Catholic prayer to me. And he's like, I go, can you explain this to me now that we were done and wrapped up? There was, there were messages to the individual family members as well that this spirit had said. But the the meat and potatoes, he said he was a brother, but not a brother, because nine children were in the family. Six were adopted. And both of these men, the one in spirit and one sitting in the chair, were adopted. So that's right. why they were brothers, but not brothers. Right. Six and nine yeah, children. But in all actuality, we're all brothers and sisters anyway. That's yeah. right. And that's right. So he, he knew when that spirit said that to him, he knew exactly what it meant. Exactly. Right. And, and you did exactly what? Same thing I do. I will get, they ask me a question, I get the answer for them. I don't go into everything that, there's a lot of other stuff that goes with it as well. Like you, like you said, you would have to Google a whole bunch of crap, you know. I just get the answer that they want. And yes. and, and it always makes sense to them once they get that answer, yep. which, which is the thing. And and that's all they need because that's the, that's the, uh, that's the clarity that they need from the spirit telling them that to let them know everything is okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you've been doing this for, uh, you say some, somewhere around 23 years now. I mean, what doing was Doing massage it? and having a business. Absolutely. Um, as a child. When did it, yeah, um, I was my, gonna say, when did it start for you? Oh yeah. So as early as I can remember, I was very aware of spirits and my grandmother, my maternal grandmother was a very integral part of my life. My mom was a single mom raising five kids on her own. So she worked three jobs. We were latchkey kids. So from kindergarten to fourth grade, um, I would walk over to my grandmother's house and stay at her house. And she talked about a spirit guide that she had named Lottie. And, uh, and she read tea leaves and she often spoke to me about this stuff. And one day we were going up the stairs to go to the bathroom. And I, I never wanted to go up there by myself. And um, so that you go up the flight of stairs, there's a landing. It turns, goes up another and a landing and you go into three different rooms. And um, at the top of the landing, I saw a man in spirit. I said, Grandma, there's a guy up there. And she's like, oh, just don't worry about him. He's good. He's all right. Don't be worried. It's okay. And I'm behind her and she's going up the stairs. She didn't really want to go all the way up the stairs. You know, she's an aging woman. So she would pretend to pass gas <laughs> so that I would go bolting past her on the stairs sure. and, go, hey, and run into the bathroom. And she'd be like, I'm right here, dear. You know, like, keep talking to me. But I would, like, bolt right past that guy on the landing. But um, so my grandmother made spirit world feel acceptable and safe. Um, I was in her home when I was 19, taking care of her as a nurse's aide right out of high school. And, um, and I was living in what living room in a full apparition. And I hit the deck, covered myself with a blanket and said, what do you want me to do with this? You know, and a friend showed up with a spirit of change magazine and said, Hey, there's a medium's day coming up. You want to go? And I was like, seriously. And, uh, and I sat with a woman and it was at the greater Boston church of spiritualism. They had done uh, mediums days and they had uh, a woman there who gave me a reading who said I had a spirit guide named white feather. 
And he was going to help me with my mediumship. And I was going to be doing this. And I was going to be out there in this very seat and, and even greater than that um, to her experience. And I didn't believe her. I went to a new age gift shop afterwards and there was a CD sticking out like bibliomancy that you kind of open to a page. There was a wall of CDs of one sticking out and I went right over to it. It was white feather and it was a single white feather on the album cover. It was called Feather on the Breath of God by Aaron Jacobson. And I just kind of like froze at that. Oh yeah. I went to I see white feathers all the time. Um I went to meet a girlfriend who is now a girlfriend, but I didn't know her at the time. She works um, as, a, I believe she works in like the mental health field. She re- We were collaborating and I went to go meet her at Starbucks. And as I approached her table, there are no birds inside the store. A single white feather drifted down from the ceiling and landed on the table between us. And we both looked at each other like, I go, oh my God, my, my spirit guide is here. And she goes, you have white feather too? <laughs> so, it's like, so white feather has become, since that time meeting that woman at that spiritualist church, I, you know, developed my mediumship. It's a really greater and an understanding aspect, not just for myself, but to be able to help other people. Sure. And then, I, you know, in my mediumship, I mean, massage career, it all kind of just morphed in. I've been doing my career in business uh, over 23 years, but I've been with them since I was little. And my mom actually had a near-death experience when I was six and uh, met Jesus. He told me all about it. Well, it was a faceless man shrouded like Jesus. That's what she Um. So, uh, yeah, I'm getting a yes. Uh, no, she met Jesus. Yeah. And he said, it's your time, Frida. And she described what it looked like, tunnel of light, faces of loved ones greeting her. She emerged into this absolutely brilliant technicolor, green, lush land. And then this faceless man approached her and said, it's your time. And she said, absolutely not. Who's going to take care of my five babies? Sure as hell not their father. <clears throat> and um, right. and so he's like, I'm sorry. To, he, she argued with, I go, mom, you did not argue with Jesus. <laughs> She's like, I most certainly did. And he, re- he disappeared and reappeared and said, you're right, Frida, and reached out to her. It's a touch like her head. And next thing you know, she was being paddled in the ER. She had actually uh, had food poisoning from the cafeteria at the hospital that she worked at. From somebody not washing their hands. And she died for like a minute and a half and they revived her. I was six years old. Thank God for that, that they brought her back. But it really um, instilled something in her. Like there is something greater, you know. Than this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And when, when they have, when people do have these experiences, you're actually having the experience to have a message brought to you at that moment. And, and uh, so you can say, Hey, you know, and come back and, and tell everybody this message, you know, and to, to yeah. let everybody know that, you, uh, I mean, you don't need to be in fear of death whatsoever. We just need to understand it a little bit better. But the, the reason we just don't is because we haven't been taught to because, where we've been taught to fear death instead. So that's why everyone does. But uh, what's this? Um, I read on part of your uh, your uh, your bio, it said something about something called Hawaiian Lami Lami. Lomi Lomi is a modality okay. of massage. It's awesome. So it's usually a, a minimum of a two hour session. 
in Hawaii, let's get a load of this. We're in, I'm not in Hawaii, but in Hawaii, they have the table out on the beach and oh, you are naked cool. on a vinyl table. Oh, I don't know about lathered that. Lathered okay. in oil. Yeah. But they don't have the same laws that we do here in Massachusetts. Um, and they don't have their, they're not so hung up on, on the body and its exposure. Like it's a beautiful sacred thing, you know, and in here, you know, we, we have a different view. So in here, I have to put linens on the table. You have to be draped. So what I do is you are without clothing. Uh, so say you're um, prone. And so you're laying face down on a table. I uncover half of your body and I tuck the linen in your inner thigh and around your shoulder. So nothing, all your peri or privates are covered. And I start at your feet. I always say like Swedish is very compartmentalized. We'll undrape the leg, massage the leg, drape the leg, go to the next leg, undrape it. Yeah. So it's very compartmentalized. Lomi, Lomi connects everything. Head to toe, front to back, side to side. And the energy of that flow is amazing. So I everything's named after animals too, which is so cool. The, the strokes that you do. So I start at the foot, for example, and I do both arms and snake up the whole body. Hence it's named the snake. And I go toe to fingertips all the way up one side. So now you've connected the foot, the whole back of the body, right? Now say you're supine, you're face up. And I, uh, and I've undraped one leg, your whole core of your body is covered, right? I'll take both hands, go up one leg, one hand hooks on the inner thigh and stays there. The other one goes around the outer hip. My arm covered in oil goes right up under your back, all the way to the opposite shoulder. So now I've connected side to side, the front of the leg to the back of the body. And then I come back and massage underneath your back, connect up at the hip and at the thigh, and then come all the way down to the foot. And it, and while I'm working, there is this kind of movement in my whole body, like I'm doing a little Hawaiian dance. I, I was just going to say that. It looks like, like you're doing a Hawaiian dance, but you're massaging at the same time. The energy that people feel from that is intense. And so it's a good two hour massage and people, and it can be as deep as needed. I can take time to work specific spots out that are, have a lot more tension. Um, there are strokes that are uh, called the butterfly. So I come down, you're laying face down on the table and I'm at your head of the table. Both arms come down your spine, go up over your hips, my elbows are up at your shoulder and I'm coming up the whole side going up your shoulders all the way back down it's awesome <laughs> and um so the yeah, uh, it, if I had a masseuse that looked like you I'd lay on a table make it hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying uh, yeah I've, I've never uh never experienced any, any like this uh Hawaiian lomi lomi uh I have had the Hawaiian disease which is called lakanuki but there's only one <laughs> One cure for that, it's called water Kamanalani, but that's different. But uh, Carrie uh, Rowell was my instructor, and she lived in Hawaii. Who did it? Hawaii. I think she still does. But Carrie Rowell, at one point she was on the West Coast, but um, but yeah, so she's excellent. And I trained with that at the Bancroft School, which is 
actually number one in the country uh, for massage. And how long did you train uh, train to do something like that? I mean, is that a was that a lengthy class that you had to do for that? Do the massage license in Massachusetts is uh, two years, um, year and a half, two years, depending on the type of program you do. Lomi Lomi, um, I've done several weekend courses with her. There's levels that you learn with Lomi Lomi. And just FYI, there is a Lomi for Lovers uh, course that where um, they can learn how to like, literally crawl up on the person with your whole body. And that's a whole different animal. I didn't learn that one, but, but I've seen what, what that is. Um, that would be an amazing one to do. Um, but in my office practice, not appropriate. But, uh, but I do do Hawaiian Lomi Lomi, and I have trained at the highest level appropriate for clients. Um, and uh, but the Lomi for lovers privately, you can train to do that, and and she really advocates for it. So carry on. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said again, uh, you know, if my mas- if my massage therapist look like you, you can climb up all over me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, so, what else do you do? Uh, uh, just besides, so, so I also saw that you do uh, uh, also uh, foot therapy as well. Uh, yep. Hot stones, uh, Swedish, uh, deep tissue is my specialty. How um, do you know when the stones are hot or or are too hot? I mean, because I know. Oh, like they're set at a temperature. You don't want them to be over 140 degrees. Yeah, because um, I, I know some people are are more sensitive to other things as well, you know, especially yep. have skin sensitivity thing issues. Yep, but, everything uh, I use is hypoallergenic. Um, unless they request specifically, I can use aromatherapies. Um, I do have essential oils for that too. I do have things that um, like uh, freeze type things. So like biofreeze, uh, cooling gels. Um, sure. I have... Um, I don't like Tiger Bomb specifically, but I do have warming type creams, but you can't have any skin sensitivities for those. Um, what, is it, what is it with uh, what is it with Tiger Bomb that uh, it becomes an issue for you? It burns. Yeah, it, it does burn. Yeah, it burns. Yeah, and um, it's just it's too intense. I think you can use it very specifically, of course, and it can be very effective. But um, the type of stuff that I do on my clients, I generally don't. the sheets so they're not in direct contact to the skin if i'm going to use a direct contact i put a a oil all over a cream all over the lotion so there's a glide um and i can use them to massage you with i'll tell you they soften it's a lot faster to use the hot stones to soften muscle tissue than just being straight up massage and it allows me a faster way to see because it does a lot of the work in the, the relaxing of the tissue. Yeah, yeah. I have my, cold stones too that I use to uh, uh, no, reduce no, no, inflammation. No, no, no. Yeah, we uh we just moved out here from uh, Delaware back in it's December. It's cold in Delaware. <laughs> oh hell yeah, it is. That's one of the reasons why we left because I I I myself can't do cold very well anymore. Uh, I was okay with it before, but now that I'm in my fifties, I can't do cold and the. Uh, and the humidity as well, because it's so you you would you'd be outside, it'd be 80, 88 degrees or something, be eighty eight uh, uh, degrees of uh, humidity out there. You'd be sweating to death. You get out oh, of the yeah. shower, you start sweating. So, uh, and I can't couldn't deal with that. But yeah, cold 
Mm-mm-mm. No, no, can't do it. Cold, my fingers curl up, and I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I get so cold too because I I ride motorcycles, as you know, because so do you. And, uh, uh, and yeah. if, but if I get too cold, you know, I mean, I, I can't even get into a bathroom to pull my own zipper down, go to the bathroom because I get so cold. Oh, but, uh, I use that. Um, I enjoy riding my motorcycle. I, I really do. But I also use that as a sense of uh, uh, to get away from some of this as well. It's it's my getaway from. Uh, uh, but it, and it also puts me in that zone when I'm riding. I'm I'm in that I zone. I always feel better. It's that like meditation type of yes. thing where you're just you know you're riding along and you're just you're not thinking of anything else. And it seems to be sometimes you can't. I, I get much clearer uh, things going on when I'm taking a ride on my motorcycle. Yeah, you have to keep your focus on the actual riding, which doesn't allow you to really focus on all the other stuff. Right. You really got to be present. Yeah, you, don't, yeah, you got to make sure nothing runs out in front of you or someone doesn't run out in front of you. And and uh, down here in Arizona, we have all kinds of uh, wild animals that are, are everywhere. These little things called javelinas. It looks like a miniature pig. We have coyotes that walk around. Yeah, yes, and walk around freely all over the place here. So oh, yeah. mountain lions and all that stuff. So it's you got to make sure you don't run into that stuff. But uh, so so is that one of, is that one of your favorite pastimes to get away from what you do? Absolutely, I ride my motorcycle. That's one of my favorite things to do. Right? Yeah, and I, and I and your I've seen your music motorcycle. It's beautiful looking. So uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. you, you got to have. Uh, you got to have breaks. You got to get take breaks and uh, and get away from this because uh, it can become uh, even though you're helping people and you're getting out there and helping as many people as you can. But it does take a lot of energy from us to to help people like that. And, and if you don't take break from breaks from it, it will it will just drain you down. Yeah. I used to think, oh, I'll just travel somewhere. And I like went out to Arkansas and to the Ozark Mountains. And son of a gun, if I didn't feel spirit, just inundate me to get a message to someone. And so being on a motorcycle, you're by yourself, you know? Yes. You're you're with it's just you, the earth, and God. And you know, yes, can fear talk to you? Then of course I can do anything. But it's almost like this, you, you leave me alone. I'm just out here. I love you. Let's just focus here. If I go somewhere, I see people. I'm going to connect to them. And uh, I do try to go boundaries up, but it's just what I call a breakthrough. Like they see, they see an opportunity, you know? So if I'm on a motorcycle, it's less likely that's going to happen. Used to be real horses. Now I ran the iron. <laughs> oh really? You used to ride real horses as well? I, I've owned two horses in my lifetime. I had my first horse was an Arabian named Pina Colada. His registered name was Boo Furzan. And then my second horse was a quarter horse. He was a Palomino um, from Dandy Gold Rebel, but I called him Nikki. And uh and so I graduated from my horses because there's a lot of time and maintenance involved in care for a horse. Um and then I went to school and career and stuff. So I just said, I got to get back on a horse. And I said, oh, I'll get myself a <laughs> And I took yeah, some training were... wheels courses. And, oh, and, yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I learned how to ride by taking a a course through the uh, double motor, motor vehicle class. It was 50 yeah. bucks. Uh, and that was uh, 18 or 19, maybe almost 20 years ago. And uh, 
and been riding ever since. But uh, yeah, I had to, but the, the prerequisite of taking that course was you had to be able to ride a bicycle. And um, if yes. as long as you ride a bicycle, that's what they said. Do this. Yeah, yeah. No, so that was uh, made a little bit easier. But uh, oh yeah, and, yeah. I've been riding ever since, and I'm I'm getting ready to ride up to because uh, I live in the southern part of Arizona. I'm 12 miles from the the border of Mexico. We can actually go down a road, and you can see the the border wall uh, right along. For, I mean, it's it's a few couple miles away, but everything is so out in the open here. You can just see it because I have sort I have mountains surrounding me completely. And everywhere you go, you just have mountains around you. And uh, but I'm getting ready to ride from here up to Scottsdale, Arizona, next week uh, for Bike Week in, in Arizona. It's the big, big giant Bike Week, but uh, it's it's going to be a four hour trip by myself. So uh, yep, I'll be riding up to New Hampshire uh, for Laconia. Oh, you go to Laconia? Huh? Yep, and we're already planning to go to Daytona next year, which just went by. Um, in Florida, so yeah. I'll be going to Daytona next year. That'll be that'll be cool. Yeah, I used to uh, yeah. when I was back in Delaware, they had uh, a, a bike week done in Ocean City, Maryland, which was about an hour and a half away. And I've been there uh, for bike week fourteen times. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do have a goal to go to Sturgis. Really, at least do once. You? Yeah. Do yourself a favor, uh, trailer your bike. <laughs> yes, ship my I, bike. Yeah. I have some friends who went from Delaware all the way out to trail uh, to uh, Sturgis to ride out there for that. And one of the guys actually rented a, a trailer halfway out because it said it just wore him out. So that's a far ride. I mean, hi, I'm Daniel Jackson of Spirit Medium Daniel. Are you unsure of the path your life is taking? Do you need spiritual advice? Come book a reading with me, and I will put your mind at ease and your worries to rest. www.spiritmediumdaniel.com When we came over here to Arizona, just from Delaware, we came with our two cars and our and two trailers and all of our stuff, and plus a big trailer later on. But uh, it took us six days to drive out here, and we came with 10 cats, too. So, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, which was uh, yeah, we we only have nine now. One of them didn't fare very well with the trip. When he got here, he just did not want to be here. He wanted to be back at his home, and uh, he just quit eating. And then he went from being a twenty-pound cat to nine pounds within like two oh. weeks. So, yeah, but pretty. Uh, he died in my arms uh, at the vet. So, uh, yeah, that's all right. I know where he's at. I've seen him five times since. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I see. Uh, spirit, I see spirit everywhere. It doesn't turn off, and uh, so. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was that was a heck of a trip, you know, just to get out here. So it was it was a lot, you know. I can't imagine going that far on a motorcycle. Maybe back in the '40s, but uh, but I like I did that. Um, my buddy and I went from Delaware out to Tennessee to do this road out there called the Tail of the Dragon, and uh, it, the Tail of the Dragon's uh, a road that's 11 miles long with 318 turns in 11 miles. It's wow. all switchbacks and and uh, hairpin turns and all that stuff. And they had this little hotel with a, a tree sitting out front. There's no leaves on the tree. It's just motorcycle parts from all the people who have crashed because it's, oh, it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a two lane road, one on one lane each way. And sometimes tractor trailers come through on these hairpin turns and they take up both lanes and then next thing you know, boom. So, uh, or there's no guardrails either and you're on a mountain. So if you go off the side, oh, yeah. you're going down the side of a mountain. So, uh, so people have you ever heard of the 
Have you ever heard of the Kangamagas Highway? Yes. Yeah, they have hairpin turns there. And in, in that area, there's a tree that has a motorcycle in the tree. Oh, my gosh. Sitting in the tree. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 That the one that the of uh, Tell Tell the Dragon, they call it the Tree of Shame because of all the motorcycle parts and stuff. And we have a a lot of roads like here, uh, here, just like that out here in Arizona that uh, I'm now discovering by riding with some people around here. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like back east. But this is great. It's right here in my backyard, which is great. But uh, so, yeah, you got to have some relaxation uh, because within this, I hate to call it a business, but it is a business. you have to get away from uh, from it every once in a while because it can be very draining, you know. You know what's the, one of my favorite pastimes that's very useful to me? And spirit uses it. Music. Yes. Do you know why? I go dancing and I listen, I close my eyes and I say, peace out, I'm there for me and them. So I'll close my eyes and I dance with spirit. But I uh I do it as a recharge. It's a good physical exercise, um, but it really the music always just gets to me vibrationally in a good way. Right, that's what it is. It's the vibration from the music because it's actually uh, connecting with your soul. With it because that's what our souls are. They are a vibrational. Because when I I so when I talk to because um, I I get my information I. I talk to regular spirit. They tell me things all the time and I say things back to them. But where I get my information from are what we refer to as archangels. They're not men with wings. They don't have wings. They don't have swords. They don't, they're not fighting a battle in heaven or any of that stuff. But what they are, we 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 have names for them, but that's not their real names. Their real names we cannot pronounce uh, because their real names are a more vibrational sound you know as well as our real soul name is an actual vibrational sound it's more of a like a oh i mean you'll, you when you get back home someone's going to call you oh and you're going to go oh that's me but they're also going to call you angela they're going to call me daniel or, or oh, yeah. one of the other names that i was here for and uh, but yeah your your soul has more vibrational sound and so that's your soul connecting to that vibration of the music and that's why it feels so good there are two different bands that i just seem to resonate with and motley crew and bon jovi no i grew up with them though yeah, me too. more local bands actually um this guy from gloucester named gary backstrom has a band the gary backstrom band and this guy charlie curzo he's from uh, out that way too i forget the name of the town he's in and um and he has a band called way up south the two of them collaborate and have a third little duet they call the cold boilers and uh and they're just magic when they play together in the cold boilers but they have their own bands too so i go see the collection of the three of that that three different arrangements for some reason they just they're great men they're really the epitome of great men but they they really just vibrationally the music just gets me so i every single time it's just like that i always say to them it moves me i don't move it moves right. me yeah and when i'm done i feel recharged ready to go and it's not about hooking up or meeting up with people it's not about drinking or dining it's none of that it's really the music and the vibration it's the music it's the vibration it's the atmosphere that gets yep 
Now, on the mediumship level, spirit uses those songs. He uses every song. Like if I'm doing a reading and they and they're trying to get through to somebody the sentence, you know that they need to get up, stand up, stand up for you. Right? I was just singing that like a week ago. Right I was yep, just singing that a week ago, and it just would not it would not leave my head. But I know it was in my head for a reason. Absolutely, he'll get yep. stand up, stand up for your rights. Absolutely. Yep. They do it all the time. Music is a big part of my life, so it's actually a big part of what I call my Rolodex of understanding. That's old school Rolodex, right? Why? Why is music such a big part of your life? It, it was. It was a big part of my life, and still is, because back in the uh, '80s, in that era, I was a, a drummer in a rock band. I had big hair. I had the, the zebra striped spandex. I got pictures to nice. prove it. I thought I was cool, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the vibration. I had the big hair. Yeah, I played drums for like twenty something years, and uh, and I don't anymore. I can't because of. Uh, I, I'm I'm an avid flute player right now in the Native American flute playing, but I I play violin, I play guitar, I play hand drums, things like that, djembe's, and but I grew up with my grandfather again, maternal grandfather. He played harmonica, he played auto harp, and he played guitar. And they had a piano, a player piano with the roll taken out. So they was manual. So they would play the piano all the time. So I just kind of grew up around music and singing. And I love singing. I'm I'm not saying I'm a singer. I just love to sing. um, When you sing, do you get all the words right? Or are you one of those people who doesn't? I try to get the words right. (laughs) I can't say I'm perfect. Um, I will say that uh, there's a book out there called Do They Hear Me in the Shower? It's a short read and it's really funny, but it's very accurate where they, they really do hear you in the shower. The energy of water, right, the yeah, molecules of water are energy, and they can use the water to wash away the bad juju or energy that you need washed away. However, they will really inspire you in the shower. So if you listen, they often come up the sound of the water and the vibration of the water and give you information and, and stuff. But uh, it says, like, you know, what if your thoughts are going more to the physical plane, you know? I said, well, just like your chakras light up. Uh, whenever you're in certain vibrations, you're, if you're loving, your heart will light right up with that green energy. But if you're down in the procreative center in your thoughts, they step right out. They don't need to look at that. They're like, whatever, give her time. And they'll step right back in when they need to. Um, and uh so it's really funny that book, but I um, I appreciated it because like, oh, okay, you know, they, they give us our price. Look at everything that they need to, <laughs> that they might, could, we'll say. But um, yeah, so the water is a great uh, release of energy, yeah. thoughts to use for cleansing or clearing, not just your crystals, but you. Yeah, because that water is giving you energy and releasing other energies yeah. from you at the same time. That's right. yep. And and hey, singing in the shower, you're going to have great acoustics in there anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I also love to sing as well. And I used to sing in the band. And uh, I used to, one of the bands I was in was uh, was a, a Journey cover band. And I used to sing in that. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I was, I was real big into that kind of music. I mean, I still like some of the harder like uh judas priest and motley crew and stuff like that as well but i like all kinds of music i i will go from judas priest and motley crew to uh steely den chicago i mean i just love all of that stuff but uh 
but yeah, it's very soothing. It uh, it does uh, help with your energy as well because of the vibrations and and because of that sound as well. And I think uh, you know, I think it's that's why we are so attracted to music as well because of the vibration. Because uh, because even even deaf people still they they feel the vibration from the the music yeah. and it resonates with them as well. Yeah. Sound healing. Side note, when I was a teenager, total punk, I drew Eddie Maiden with his hand on the side of the wall of my brother's bedroom. And years later, just a couple of years ago, now I'm, I'm almost 51, They, my mother sold the house and it was still on the wall. Oh, gosh. <laughs> People are probably looking oh, at yeah. what the, you know, okay. <laughs> we took photos. It was really funny. 51, huh? You look pretty good for 51. I don't know what Thank kind of you. water you got dropping in your shower, but holy shit. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm 55, and you know, I, you know, look, I mean. You should see my mother. She's 78. She looks great. <laughs> well, if your mom, if your mom is 78 and good looking like you, then uh, send her my way out to Arizona. But, uh, I don't know if my wife will appreciate that, but you know, <laughs> just is what it is. But yeah, yeah, music, I, 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 I try to tell that. So, when we were still back living in Delaware, so when I would do meditation, uh, meditation for me would take a long time. I would have, I would say the word empty in my mind, maybe, or out loud like 10 times and then in my mind 10 times to clear my mind out from everything around me. But there was a time when my wife said, hey, I'm going to go get a massage. And I was like, you know what? I've never had one. I'd like to try that. So we went and, uh, and the massage was really good. But what happened was I laid down on the bed and then she came in and uh, and she turned on some music. It was meditation music. It was binaural beats, you know, because I can't meditate with a guided meditation because I'm 55 years old and just can't picture myself climbing up a freaking tree. I just can't see. Oh. So, yeah. But she put on this binaural beats. And when she did, Angel, as soon as she turned it on, I closed my eyes. I was in, I mean, literally saw everything that I normally see when I'm, uh, I saw my angel, my archangel's eyes right in front of me. And I was like, oh my God, because I, because when I'm in meditation, I don't have to be so in meditative state that I can't talk. I can actually talk and be still completely coherent, talk to them out loud or in my mind and still get the same response all the time. And when I saw them right in front of me like that, I was like, so I, I opened, I opened my eyes. I said to her, what is that music you're playing? She said, oh, it's just binaural beats. It's I get something I get off of YouTube. And I was like, holy crap. So now when I do meditate, I go in my room, turn out all the lights. So I have this little Bluetooth speaker that I hook up with my phone and I play binaural beats, found a good one that I like, that I resonate with because I asked them and I said, is this a good one? And they say yes. And I get a yes answer. And then the, I set that in the corner of the room and that way the music just comes out and surrounds the whole room and then encompasses me in that vibration. And then within seconds, I'm in. I mean, so is, is there something with that? Like, what do I you wanna, do? Yeah. You I, meditate, with you. You like, I certainly do play the flute and I face the north to honor spirit in the sacred hoop that I have in my yard. Right. And, um, and so that's one of the things that I'll do. I've tried to record when I'm sitting in that hoop and I never can. Outside of it, I can. Right. Um, but 
I have binaural beats. So I was kind of laughing. There's an app on my phone. What's it called? Hold on. Um, I think it's called com.com. Hold on. Really? Um, there is an app that I go to. Where is it? There's so many on here. Um, brainwaves. Brainwaves. Brainwaves, huh? Yep. So it's brainwaves. You can see the app, what it looks like right here. Um, that one? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and there's binaural beats on that. So I will, and you can astral project isn't one of the things. They have all different ones, right? So I will put that on when I go lie down at night. And one of the times I did an astral projection one, and I literally recall being somewhere in Germany. And there were a bunch of people sitting there. Like it took me right in. And I was somewhere in Germany. People were all sitting there. There was somebody who was a speaker I honestly, because it was in German, didn't quite understand what was going on, but I felt like someone actually saw me standing there. And and then I was like, oh, and full right back into the right room. Right back out, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so binaural beats, though, that just takes me into a really deep state of meditation. You can yep, me inspiration too. there for sure. And there is one of them. There's several actually that are binaural beats. You can get different... Uh, brainwave aspects too that specific um right so it's very cool app and some things you can buy but there's a lot on it that are free so and there's a sleep aspect to it and it helps you to sleep and i will tell you whenever i have a restlessness like say for example i, I i'm going to do something that is causing a lot of anxiety um the next day like i got a public speaking event or something and i'm, I'm anxious right and I turn it over and I'll say, I give it to God, if you will. So I'll be laying in bed restless and I'll say, okay, archangels, please come in, stand at the four corners of my room or bed and surround and protect me, help me to sleep well and wake well rested. Thank you. And I go right to sleep every single time. And I wake up well rested every single time. One night I was laying in, I was in my twenties and I, I, because it stands out, I'll never forget it. Um, I was laying in my bed, no reason or rhyme to why I felt unsafe, but I was, because there's no reason that I should have felt unsafe. I was laying in bed. I was living alone in a place. The environment was safe to me in a studio apartment. And I said, I, I got really scared and I said, spirit guides, I don't know, please, angels, archangels, please. I don't know why I feel unsafe, right? All of a sudden, far across the corner of the room where the doorway was uh, from my bedroom into the living room, I saw like, uh, what do you call them? Uh, the shoulders up um, of a panel of at least four faces now they were in like a misty white, right? Yeah. And I heard them whispering and you had to really listen. What can we do to help her feel safe? Is what I heard them say. And I looked at them and out loud, because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, you just did. That's it. You just did. Just showing up. Just being there. I knew I was safe. And I was like, you just did. And they turned and looked at me and I said, thank you. And I rolled over and went right to sleep. And I was, felt totally safe. It was really cool. Because uh, as I tell everybody, you can ask for that all the time. But what they want you to do is they want you to ask. 
They yeah. don't want you just to expect it to happen. They want yeah. you to ask. But when you ask for something like that, as with everything that I, when I tell people, you you have to be able to listen to what they tell you and you have to be able to follow through as well. You can't just ask, just go just to ask. You know, you have to ask for it. And they want you to ask because they want you to acknowledge the fact that they are actually there to help us. But in order to do that, you have to ask them for the help. Yes, absolutely. I, I've had people say to me they've wanted some loved ones to come through, um, not, not specifically guides or angels, but they wanted loved ones to come through. And they felt like they were taking them away from something by asking and that was selfish. Right. They want to hear from you. They want to talk yeah. to you. They want you to ask for them. Yeah. And I can recall doing a reading for somebody where all these other people were coming through. And then I said, there's someone waiting for you to ask them. And so they said, Oh yeah, I really want to hear from. And I said, well, ask them, well, right. can they come through? And sure enough, bam, they were right there. We're just waiting for the ask. <laughs> yeah. The, the, that's the, that's the craziest thing. And I tell people that when I do readings for them, Hey, well, I want to I want to talk to my mom. Now. Well, then talk to them. All you have to do is talk to them. You don't have to do it actually through me. You can talk to them now and they will talk back to you or they will show you a sign to let you know, hey, I am listening to you. Well, it's so amazing what they're capable of. I had a woman who really wanted to hear from someone who had recently passed and it was the day of the funeral. It was happening at that moment and she chose to come to me because that's what I had available in my schedule. So she came to me instead of going to the funeral and she wanted to hear from that person but felt selfish because the funeral was going on. They should be there, right? Well, that spirit came through and literally told her what was happening at the funeral. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and what, what everybody was doing. Yeah, they're there. They're watching it. I mean, I mean, by the at, at the time of death, when that person dies, I mean, they're already out of the body. I mean, you're just you're just celebrating their life, hopefully at that funeral. But the funeral really doesn't mean much more to to them. It just means something to us as living Correct. people. To time to say goodbye or or something like that. But you know, I always tell people, don't wait until somebody's funeral. Let them know how you feel about them now before, because you know, people don't usually show up to come and see you unless they wait for you to die, and then they go, oh, I'll come to her funeral. So, you know, yeah. show them respect while they're here living. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my boy so, Nugget. So I'm, in the, so I'm in the background there for the whole time. I was like, I'm just watching the dog. All right. That's yeah, cool. yeah. But uh, but yeah, show respect while they're living, and not don't wait for them to die. But yeah, I mean, they'll they'll show up to their funeral, but it's not really important to them as so much. And I tell people all the time, if you want to talk to them, go just talk to them. You don't have to go to a grave site. I mean, all you're doing at that point is you're going to a rock garden uh, with a, a bunch of boxes of bones. The, the people don't hang out. I mean, I ask them, do you hang out in graveyards all day long? They say, no, I don't <laughs> because neither do spirit. They don't, you know, some of them are walking around, but they're walking around everywhere. I said, they're usually nine times out of 10 walking around somewhere near you. And if you want to talk to them, just say something. And then that way they'll, they'll bring you something to let you know it's okay to say something. Absolutely. And I explained that to my mother, too, because she was uh, at one time very afraid of fire and being cremated. Not related to a past life. I do do Akashic sure. Record readings. Sure. And Akashic Record readings are about past lives. 
And I explained to her that you're not in your body anymore. So no. it does, you're not going to feel that. No. And, um, and since, since she has been married to her second husband who passed away, unfortunately, of Legionnaire's disease, and he was a military uh, vet. And so he was cremated and buried in a military uh, place and he wanted her to be buried with them. She has actually learned a lot through the process and has decided to be cremated at that time when it, her time comes and be buried with him. And so she could feel close. I said, Ma, he's already here. Yeah, and yeah. and I said, he shows up in hummingbirds and no shit. We're sitting at the kitchen table and hummingbirds are small, reasonably. Yeah, a giant one came right to the French doors and hovered right there. I go, Ma, look. Right as we were talking about them. Yeah, because they're they're pure energy. They can manipulate things with with physical energy as well. And yeah, and yeah, they they'll, they'll show themselves in these ways to let you know you're, you're going to be spending time with me. The grave, yeah, that's something else. But you'll actually be here with me, spending time, with you, and then you'll understand why it's different than what would you think in your in your human type of way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so. Uh, like I said, we, we talked about uh, all kinds of stuff, uh, things that you do. So I think I've taken up enough of your time. So tell my uh, my audience uh, where and uh, they can find you. Because I, I heard you say something about Gloucester. So are you in Jersey? Uh, no, I'm in near oh, about 20 miles west of Boston, Massachusetts. In oh, Natick, okay. A little town called Natick. Um, you don't have that means- Boston accent. What's going on? All right. My mother's Canadian citizen. Oh, okay. Born so, and raised in Nova Scotia. Oh, wait. When you said born, I, I was like, oh, there's the accent right there. Yeah. 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 So did, did I kind of have a like little. Wicked? Yeah, I say wicked cool. Yeah. yeah okay, so I right. some Boston that drops in there. And then you also, because I was raised by my mother, you hear me pronounce my R's. So it right. does trip people up a little bit. Like, where is she from? But I'm from Natick, which is about 20 miles west of Boston, and it's a Native American town that means place of many hills. Oh, cool. But, um, but born and raised there. And uh, so my business is called, you can go to www.abetterplacemedium.massagetherapy.com. And, uh, and I have a website where they can get my information, location, phone number. I do Zoom as well as FaceTime readings. Me too. Um, group events, things like that. I have a, a tea and tarot event coming up in Wellesley, Massachusetts, mid-April um, that I'll be at. So there's a, I do a lot of zuzushealingarts.com. I do an event, a big event every year at a hotel in Danvers, Massachusetts, which is near Salem. Um, and I do a day long, eight hours of readings there. Um, it's a, so I do a lot of bigger events too, as well as private readings in my office. So it sounds like you have a pretty good community for that as well. We had that back in Delaware. We would go up and down like into Maryland and uh, and other places and had, had a pretty pretty good community. I haven't found, I mean, there's uh, like rock stores and stuff like that around here. And but the energy level is really high around here. And there's a, a town called um, Bisbee that's not too far from us because I'm from, I'm close to Tombstone, Arizona. That's how close where I'm at. And so, uh, Tombstone and Bisbee, but I, I still, we've only been here a couple of months, so I haven't found my people yet, my community yet, but it sounds like you have a really good community for that up where you yeah. are. You know what's cool is that with the Zoom aspect, um, 
being able to reach far and wide. So I have Colombian yeah. clients. I have people in Canada. I have people on in California, in Brazil, people who call me or get on Zoom. So, it, you know, the one thing that's amazing about Spirit is they know I want to link to you. Yeah. It doesn't matter where or how we get that. Um, they're going to show up. Yes, you're right. And we're always linked no matter what. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, when I, in the very beginning for me, I didn't realize I could do these remote type uh, readings for people. But now, since my uh, my abilities have progressed, all they have to do is make the intention to do a reading with me. And once they do that, I start getting messages right away, especially on the day of, I'll wake up and then I start getting stuff. And then as soon as they come in, I go, oh, I, I love the ones that spirit tends to bring people to me who are in need of awakening that they have abilities as well. And they bring them to me. Whereas the last couple of events we did back in Delaware, people come up to me and as soon as they sat in front of me and I just look at them, I go, hmm, so were you going to tell me you had an ability ability, or do you want me to actually express it to you that you have it? Now? <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe you picked up on that. I said, well, of course I picked up on that. And I said, how did you pick up on that? I said, because I'm, you're sitting across from the fucking medium. How do you think I picked up on it? <laughs> And because uh, uh, I'm very blunt, and uh, and yeah, so uh, but the, I love that that they bring them to me all the time because you know uh, because because of that because the, they need help because again with this business per se uh, what it is but within this community people who are just on the verge of of waking waking up or being awoken are are not too aware of everyone else around that is actually out there you have to go out and find your people and uh so i love it when they cut when they bring them to me so that way i can help them trying to find the rest of their people because because they're just very unsure they don't know how to reach out do do you find that as well doing with what you do absolutely um and there's a lot of synchronicities that will happen Uh, i tend to get groups of people coming with similar things at the same time um you know either all these women are coming to me because they are in domestic violence situations and they need to find the underground railroad um and i can connect them to that or they um you know they're all have shoulder issues but it's linked to the same mental emotional thing or you know and on the spiritual end mediumship wise absolutely um so they it's amazing all the synchronicities that take place. And I know you said earlier about how you, uh, what you do, you're, you said, I'm not a psychologist, but, but I think you're going to agree with, with, with me on this. When you're doing a reading for someone or, or with someone, even though you may not be a clinical psychologist, we all tend to be a little bit of a therapist to them. Absolutely. Because, yeah, because when you're doing a reading for them, then you're not only... Uh, consulting, consulting with them about the reading and explaining what these answers actually mean, but then you're also bringing in your empathy for what they are going through, being part empath as well. And, and really and sacred, unconditional love and support. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because because we just need to. That's what we're here for. We're not just here to just to go. Okay, uh, yeah, you're healing. gonna you're gonna you're gonna go to the racetrack tomorrow and win fifty bucks and then just right. Yeah, no, it's you have healing. To, Yes, it's healing because whether I'm doing a tea leaf reading and a Kashik record reading, I'm giving you a massage or doing Reiki or, you know, or just I'm asked to do some inspirational speaking. All of it is healing. Right. It's all healing. It's all based around healing. And 
And uh, so we, we are more than just what some of these titles that we put together uh, to describe us. It's, it's hard to completely describe what we do because we do so much. Like I said, you know, with, just with your bio, you do so much, but there's a lot of things that are, are not written in your bio because it's something, it, it just becomes something more on a personal level with each and every person that you do. You do just a little bit of things, yeah. nuances that you bring in for each and every different person. One of the main things I hear repeatedly is, man, I got so much more than just a massage. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> because they didn't realize, because they their intention was to just get a massage, but with what you do, they don't always realize how much more they're going to get, but they're not going to get it unless they actually come for the massage. Correct. Yep. Which is pretty awesome. Unless they surrender to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They have to surrender to it. They have to be able to be open to it in order yes. to get it. Because like, uh, like, like when I tell people about meditation, in order to get clear messages, you have to be free. Uh, get, have a clear mind, have a clear body, have a clear soul to receive clear Absolutely. Messages. And that's yeah. a good point. You don't want to be on drugs and alcohol when you're no. the medium. But I also don't recommend being on it, receiving the mediumship. Right. Absolutely. Because yeah, yeah. your vibration matters and you don't want to cloud it. Yeah. Yeah. The spirit tells me, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't drink. I don't do drugs and haven't done that for probably like 15 years. I uh, ride but, with a bunch of sober bikers too. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> I used to do that. I, I was actually in a motorcycle club back in Delaware uh, these guys were called Phoenix. It was an MC club. Still had all those kinds of rules and stuff. But these guys were all ex-drug addicts and alcoholics who have who uh, are all about uh, recovery. And not that I was one of them. It was just I didn't drink and I chose to be with those kinds of people. But I eventually left because there was just too much politics and all that stuff. Uh, that MC world is just ridiculous yeah the clubs yeah yeah they want to i'm I, i'm looking i've been other clubs like riding clubs. i'm independent yeah 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 just an independent type of thing but uh but yeah finding uh finding your your we become so much more than just you know just being uh, yeah i'm a call myself a spirit medium uh I, I don't call myself psychic although i do get psychic messages I just don't call myself psychic because when you sometimes when you say the word psychic around people, then you have that one person comes up and says, "What am I thinking now?" And I said, "I don't know what you're thinking." Oh yeah, now. yeah. I and honestly, when I when I do the psychic stuff, I say if I'm bringing through your loved ones, it's different than just reaching into your energy about right. the past, present, and future and what you're co-creating because they're stepping in. I put yeah. everything through that filter. So yeah. they're going to tell me what's coming ahead relative to what you need to know it right at yeah. the time. That's different because yeah, that's your loved one's coming and telling me that that's still mediumship. They might be telling you what's coming ahead and that might be perceived somewhat as psychic, but it's really mediumship. And right. I give and that a lot higher vibratory stuff to that a lot more validity right. to what your loved one is saying. Right, because they are looking out for our our best interests, and that's why I, I do the same thing. I, you know, you might want to hear from your mom and dad, but you know what? Someone else has, may have something else that's more important than that one little thing. You want to? Oh well, I want to be able to get this house. Well, you know what? There are other more important things that may be coming through, and that's what I'm going to tell you because that's what's the more important. That's where I'm always, getting the more important message. Always good to set intention. Yeah. But 
allow what they tell you and who needs to come through to be there. Right. right. And if they're bringing it to you, they're bringing it to you for a reason that you Absolutely. need to listen to, pay attention and follow through with it, you know, and then get to that other little stuff you want that you want later on, you know, but not everybody seems to get that, but I wish more people would. And that's why we and that's do what this. we're here for. Yeah, that's what I that's why I do the help show. them enlighten, awaken. Yes. Yeah, I do this show because there's not enough truth out there. And that's what I'm trying to do. I bring on people that I know are telling the truth. As I was telling this woman yesterday, and I'll, I'll tell you today, that when I have someone on my show, before I even have that person on my show, I asked my guides, will this person be a good guest to be on my show? And if they say no, and they reached out to me to be on the show, I just have to tell them, sorry, but it's not going to be a good match. My guide said no. So, so with you, same well, thing. Well, I feel honored. Had you on, and then, and they said, yeah, she's going to be a great guest. So I said, awesome. So then I'll have her on. I know she's got a lot more because uh, you have a you, like I said, with your bio, you do so much that. Uh, but the one thing you are doing with is all of that stuff combined together, is you're helping to heal people. You're helping people. Uh, and that's what our purpose is. We're here to help each other just for the sake of helping. And, and, and because you're you're doing all that, that's what that's when I asked them, is she could be good for the show? And they, and they said, yeah. And I said, awesome. So then I'll have her on. So and that's the only people I have on. I had a guy reach out to me who said, oh, yeah, I'm into paranormal stuff. And I said, yeah, but you're not going to be good for my show. Why not? I said, because not that you're not really like an expert, but you're not. All you want to do is tell a bunch of stories. And that doesn't help anybody. I need to have people on my show that help people in a real physical way. And that's what I have. And he's like, okay, I can respect that. And I said, yep, well, that's the way it is. Have a great day. And uh, and just let him go. But yeah, you do so much within, I would say, your practice of what you do uh, that I read all that stuff. And I was like, looking at it, I'm like, oh, I'll try to list some of this stuff. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to let... Uh, and you'll tell me or tell the audience what you do because you doing it for this long have a better understanding of me trying to figure all that out. Well, I hope I gave you a good explanation. Yeah, you did. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, like it, like the Hawaiian lomi lomi. I don't know what that is. I've never. Oh, I, that is a luxurious, amazing, just deeply healing massage. It's it's just so amazing energetically how that connects everything up, down, front, back, side, side, like, and it's I, people they're just either they go straight out or they have emotional reactions where they just release in tears or giggles or whatever. It's sure. just so deep and, and easy to go into the spirit connection doing that as well. I, I do a, a healing type of thing that I found out by uh i wouldn't say chance or a mistake or it just i was sitting with some friends who were at my house and so i see spirit everywhere i see dogs cats horses cows fishes whatever fish whatever oh yeah and then other beings from other places and and uh is there somebody walking around on the earthbound side walking around torturing anybody no does he have uh, horns and tail well maybe because that's what he looks like where he comes from but that's all but uh this girl was sitting in front of me and she had her back turned to me. And when she, she did, I saw a face in her back. And I said to my guides, 
is that her soul? And I got, yes. And I was like, but it looks like it's crooked. And they said, yeah. And I said, it's like a little deviation in there, like a piece is missing. And I said, yeah. So I said, they put something in that they said, fix it. And I was like, fix it? How do I fix that? And then they told me. No pressure. They said, yeah, put your hands on her shoulders, close your eyes, and then just think about it and watch what happens. And I, she said, but they said, you have to ask her first. And I said, so I said to my friend Miriam, I said, hey, Miriam, I said, uh, you had your back to me. I can see your soul inside of you. And she said, really? I said, uh, but your soul is crooked and there's a little deviation in there. I said, are you having any pain in your left shoulder? And she said, oh, my God, I wasn't going to come here today because my shoulder has been killing me so much. I said, it's giving you a headache, right? And she said, yes, I've, I've, my head has been hurting so much today. I wasn't going to come today. But mom said, you know, because it was her and her mom, they're both mediums. So she said, mom said, just come. And I'm sure with the energy that you get from Daniel, because I have a shitload of energy, that uh, you'll be okay. And she said, so I showed up. I said, well, they're telling me I can fix it. Can I try? And she said, sure. So I did that, closed my eyes, put my hands on her shoulders. And she was like, oh, I was like, what? She's like, I just felt this heat come in. I was like, well, that's my energy coming in. And I, so I closed my eyes. And I saw these pulsating lights going through. My eyes are closed, but I can still see my arms. Because when I have my eyes closed, because you're standing in front of me, I can still see you. It's weird. So, uh, and I see these light balls going down my arms. And I, and she's like, oh. And I was like, yeah. Um, so I watched her soul go straight now. And then I filled in that little thing. And then I said, all right, here's a little bit of extra energy. And that's it. And I'm done. And she was like, Headache's gone. And my shoulder feels fine. I said, she said, what do you call that? I said, I don't know. Let me ask. What do I call that? And, and I got in my mind, it said, uh, it said soul alignment. I went, soul alignment. She said, I'm okay. I said, great. And then that was it. So now I, from that point on, whenever I do a reading for someone, I ask them, let me check to see if, uh, see if your soul is okay. But that's the way it used to be when it started. Now, I don't need to check. All I have to do is go, is it crooked? And they go, yeah. I go, oh, you're so crooked. I need to fix that. And like, I said, and I always tell them, yeah, you're, you're, you're leaning to the right there. I said, you're right here. You probably have some pain in your back, right? Right in this spot here. And I go, yeah, I do. And I was like, how'd you know that? I said, well, because you're talking to the fucking medium. And so, so uh, and then I just, uh, and then I fix it for them. And they're like, okay, you know, and. But uh, yeah, it's just something that happened, you know, and and it just happened for when it was supposed to happen. And that's, you know, but just like with you, everything that's happened with you happened because when it was supposed to happen. And now you, you got a big giant list of all these things that you do. Do you feel as though when you're, do you, uh, is there anything else that you're trying to do right now? Is there, is there something else you're trying to add to your list? Well, I say I have a lot of tools in my toolbox. Yeah. yeah um, so I love to do public speaking. And one of the things that I'd like in public platform mediumship, um, I'd like, yeah. And I'd love to get more of that. And, um, and I'm writing um, a book, uh, one about my life and then another one about uh, intention when we cook and how we put that energy into our food. Um, so 
really geared toward the young chef sure. um, to educate the young chef on how to. And, um, and so, you know, the writing and more platform mediumship, I am doing tea leaf readings a lot more now. I was just teaching a class. Um, I enjoy that. It's fun. Sure. Um, but I, I have one of the things that I teach is about energy too. And I use dowsing rods to show people how their energy field changes from positive to negative thoughts and how it shuts it down or opens it up. But the plat to answer the question, it's more the platform mediumship and writing. Um, yeah. I do love to do events, parties, like going into group settings and having anywhere from five to 200 people to be able to do readings for them. Yeah, me too. I, I also did the same thing. Just wrote a book my of, of my story of becoming uh I've always seen spirit and becoming a medium didn't know that I was until a certain point when I got woken up. And, uh, and then I also channeled uh, 25 messages that they wanted me to, for everyone to know about uh, what's coming and what we need to do as well. And uh, it's actually in the editing stages right now. I have a, my, as soon as I get done with this interview, my wife and I have to go over the notes that my editor sent to us so we can fix some things and, and stuff like that, but hopefully that'll be coming up. The story of my life will be called White Buffalo Medicine. So when that comes out, the story of my life is going to become uh, called going to be called a new beginning. A new beginning, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's what they. Well, that coincides with what's uh, what's going to be coming uh, down the line with us as a as a people, and that's and with those. Oh, we're going right back to the old ways of sentient, you know, tele telepathic type communication. Yes. yes. Simplifying, less technology, more bartering. A simpler um, way of life. Living off the land and letting, yes. letting and taking care of it. Yes, taking care of everyone around you. Uh, it'll be uh, of, of like a maybe a, a bartering type thing where uh, you give me this and I will be able to. Pour, I certainly felt that coming. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. even this COVID is shifting us into. Yes, we we were. Uh, so I received a, a channeled message because the channel as well. I, I do a lot of things, and. Uh, and they told us two and a half years prior to COVID coming that it was coming, a, a virus. And they told us about the first stock market crash that was involved with that. And um, but they uh, and, the, and the money change, it's happening now as well. And uh, but they so. I was told not time, to worry, though. Yeah. During, during that time, they told us how to pre prepare and they told me how to tell other people to prepare. So my wife and I were doing that because we had an toilet paper for three years before all that toilet paper was so so uh, we had all this stuff so we were telling people and then when it actually came we told them when it was good they, we told people it's coming soon real i mean because we got another message in january it's coming real soon it came in february and uh so we got like all these messages from people saying hey we're glad we listened to you, you know we uh we were prepared. We have everything we need. And then I got other messages from people said, I, I wish I would have listened to you. I thought you were crazy. And I said, I'm not crazy. Are you going to listen to me now? Because uh, we know what else is coming down the line. And we've been trying to tell people. We tell people who we feel as though can handle it. Because yeah. the spirit tells me uh, in order for the world to move forward, there needs to be less of us. And the ones who are going to go away, there's only one way to go away, uh, is because those will be the lower negative energy people. In order for the positive people to grow in this world and move forward in this world, we have to have less resistance. So at some point, all those people are just going to have to 
are going to have to die. That's just, but that's okay. I know where they're going. We all know where they're going. Uh, hopefully, they either cross over or they just remain here, uh, whichever works for them. But, I had uh, a vision about um, leading a trail of horses and people riding horses down a mountain. And we were crossing a river on the horses and to help them get to the other side of this river. Yes, and, guidance. but it wasn't for me to cross the river. No, because you're, you're going to be guiding them to go and you're going to be staying behind, crossing everybody else over, being yes. their guidance. Yes. Yeah, same, yeah, same thing. They were they were showing depictions of me in my meditation. It always comes either in cartoon form or full-on video of me, people coming to me, and I'm sitting on this chair and they're all lined up. And the one thing I saw was nobody had a phone. Nobody. And they were all standing there uh, and coming up to me and, and asking me questions and I would give them the answers. And then they would give me things like a chicken or something like, something that I needed to survive on because at that point, money will be gone. And we will, because at that point, they will no longer be relying on the government or government will be gone anyway. Uh, government and or religion, they will be coming to spiritual people asking for guidance and we will be the ones who will be guiding everyone at that point and that and that will be part of the new, the new beginning absolutely so that's why they absolutely. gave me this new beginning and i absolutely uh, agree with you on all that stuff and that's the stuff that i've been shown and guided with so i hope your audience hears that you're not alone Listen to this man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen to this woman. Yeah, absolutely. Because because we have uh, because we are going to go through some crappy times. But in order to get to the good part, we have to go through some crappy times so we can grow from those crappy times, and that's what it's all about. So so expect. Hang in there. <laughs> yeah, hang in there. Yeah, hang tough. You know, and, and uh, keep looking up. Yeah, hang tough. Uh, don't that doesn't hang tough does not mean go listen to new kids on the block, but if that does it for you, whatever. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta hang in there and just and and prepare yourself. Pre prepare for like you're going to go through a really bad storm, and just make sure you have enough to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So, hey, Angela, it was great having you on here today. I appreciate you coming on and being on uh, Beyond the Veil here. And uh, and so uh, again, so when when the show does air, uh, we will put up all your links so people can find you. And uh, I recommend uh, all my listeners out there to uh, find uh, find Angela because uh, she does good work. And like she said, uh, if you uh, if you if you can't be up where she is, she can also do a remote session with you and 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 help you on your way. But you have to be willing, a willing participant in that. You can't just go because it is an emotional deal as well as not just the physical. So, uh, again, we we're glad to have you on the, on the uh, show today. Is, is there any final thoughts that you would like to, uh, to express to people? Um, keep love in your heart and keep riding. <laughs> That's right. Keep riding. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or as I tell everybody... Uh, <laughs> I tell everybody, uh, uh, be good and don't do any stupid shit. Cause that's yeah, all, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that'll that'll screw you up. Hey, who, awesome. I don't know who sings it, but that's on right on, right on. Oh, it's on uh, ACDC, right yeah. on. <laughs>
Gotta love yeah, it. got a pickup truck right on. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days, I'm going to change my evil ways. One of these days. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. Big ACDC fan. All right. Angela, I appreciate you coming on the Thank show. Thank you. And I hope everyone has a good day. And thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, me. And uh, like I said, be good and don't do any stupid shit. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> This was Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. For more information about Angela, visit her at www.abetterplacemedium.massagetherapy.com. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson.